Do you have plans tonight? <coughs> yeah, it's fight night, dog. It's 2 p.m., dog. Okay. <coughs> fight night should be called fight day because they start at like 6. That's like four hours from now. Right. Right. So you have nothing going on right now, and you just wasted all my time. What are you drinking? Water. H2O. <clears throat> yeah, right. Halloween. Six. Seven. You don't know the Halloween moves. Yeah, we were talking mad shit on the Halloween moves last night. Who? Me and the boys. I told you I Skype night with the boys last night. Okay, well, they tried to add me. I just was a nizzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we doing on this pod? I don't know how to pod. What pod is this? You ready? For what? What are we doing? The pod. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what? Like, are we just doing every move that we've ever done? Um. Yeah, well. I figure we could just kind of shoot the shit, if you will. Shoot the shit? I have nothing to talk about. Alright. Well, we're just going to go into it, and we're just going to see how it goes. First episode back. What's going on, guys? JP, back at you once again, bringing you guys episode number 68 of his and hers movie podcast. This is a podcast where me and my homie Carly get together every once in a while, usually about every three months, and talk about some movies that we saw, some things that we did, some places we've been, things like that. I'm one half of your hosting duo, podcasting out of this southwestern Pennsylvania town of Laybell. And joining me today on this 2 p.m. afternoon on Fight Night is my co-host, the one, the most, Carlos. <laughs> you can't just change, but you can't just slide in. Oh, this is just what we talk about movies every three months or so. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, they all know that we were weekly. You can't just pretend that... No, like, no, this is, this is, this is like, we always have been like a here and there podcast. We just <laughs> happen to be here and there often. We should rename it to that here and there movie podcast instead of his and hers. That would be great. So but anyway, yes. Our last episode, I had to go back and look at this. Our last <clears> episode <throat> was posted, I believe, in August... Or July, yes. and it was Shark Week. Great White. Yes. We reviewed Great White. And boy, did that movie suck. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm yeah. actually extremely bummed that we haven't been recording, and here's why. Why? So, one of the reasons that I'm bummed that we haven't been recording is that I have severely lacked on my 2021 watches because, as you know, being a host of this podcast, we typically review one new film every week or every so often. And if I'm not doing that, then my watch, I realize like 
The only 2021 movies I had seen was ones we'd seen in the theater. Like, I literally have not watched a single 2021 movie outside of the theater, except dating back to Fear Street. I watched the first two Fear Streets, and that was the last new thing that I watched. And there's been stuff that dropped on Shudder. There's been stuff that dropped on Shudder. I think there might have been some Netflix ones, too. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when we started this podcast, I was probably at, like, 50 movies, and it wasn't, the year wasn't even half over yet, and I was like, I don't even have to prep. What the hell what, was that? What was that? I don't know. What did you, you just play? That was you, dude. That was your end. No. Yeah, buddy, I don't even have any, like, other things up on my compute right now. I don't know, man, but, you know, Is this cut amateur it out. out. Just cut it out, because uh, I don't I don't play those games around here. <laughs> All right, right, buddy. We're supposed to be acting professional. All right, shut up. As I was saying before I was wrongfully interrupted, um, I had a lot of watches last year. I was feeling real good because we literally did it every week consistently. And even before that, when we had Yeah, it was more like every once in a while when we felt like it, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) That's always been the format. It's never been weekly. It's been like whenever we feel like it. Yes, that was never your plan to be weekly ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes. Um, and now I'm like, oh my god, I didn't watch any 2021 moves. But then it's like I make a post and I'm like, what moves should I watch for this year? And everyone says the same three moves. So I'm convinced (laughs) nothing else has come out this year and I'm safe. Yeah. Well, I tallied up my watches and I think I'm around 26 or so, 27, 28, somewhere around there, which is extremely low considering normally around this time I would be around 40 at least. And uh, I believe last year was a record setting number for me where I hit a hundred watches. And, um, that's definitely not happening this year. I realized like, Oh shit, it's already a week into November and we haven't even watched any, any, uh, barely any moves. Like normally I'm prepping deep right now for that show, but I've just not been feeling watching movies that much. So I haven't been. And that's kind of a, not a good thing, but it's good in the terms of like, I kind of needed a break because I've been every year I broke my record for movie watches this year. I definitely didn't. I don't know what I'm at, but I think I'm around. I can actually look here in a second. I'm around good old letterboxd, you know, keeping track of the moves that we watch. Do you still only put the movies that you haven't seen before on there? Or do you just put everything you watch? No, I started putting everything I watched. Thank you. Uh, Wow, I actually still ended up with 355 this year, (laughs) which is kind of (laughs) crazy. Like, because I I really didn't think that I was anywhere near that. And and I still have a few to add to that, actually. Uh, Last year, though, I was at 534. (gasps) And in 2019, I was at, um, let's see, 2019, the letterbox diary entries i was at 434 which is still a lot i can't believe i watched mm-hmm. 500 movies last year that's nuts and in 2018 i watched 401 <laughs> so uh, yeah. i actually might hit that i might break that and then in 2017 i hit 335 which i'm what did i say i'm ahead of that now I think so. Three. Yeah, I'm at 361. So I'm I'm still ahead of my 2017 self. Um, But what I wanted to say 
is that I think taking a like not really a break because I still like normal people I know are lucky if they watch like 20 a year and like uh, I'm saying like I didn't really watch much and it's 360 some movies or whatever yeah. um, but my thing is like 573.9 hours watched this year jeez buddy yeah <clears throat> you know what's my top actors are Dakota Fanning Robert Pattinson Nikki Reed Bruce Campbell Kellen Lutz Donald Pleasance <laughs> that's cringe buddy yeah it's cause there's Twilight films you love Twilight moves yeah like I, no one has Kellen Lutz like he no, I don't think he played in anything else <laughs> so but I have watched 287 movies this year I have not watched hardly any that's probably the lowest I've watched that's in actually, like five years that is actually pretty low honestly now that I think about it I uh, mean I went like days at a time not watching movies for so a while I have two I have two but I always well the big one for me I padded my numbers huge for 1970 you know because I watched like another 50 movies right there that you yeah. didn't have to watch so yes. that mm. that like put me I know you were kind of bummed that you missed that show at first like that you're not on there at first but i think you could i think you would have been pretty miserable because it it was the least fun i've ever had doing a top 10 show not not recording it but like prepping for it yes i would have hated my life i would have not actually paid attention to any of the moves and i would have sounded like you in that pod where i'd be like is this the one where this happened and it would be my number one of the year um so yeah people are out there (laughs) I don't know if you've had your eardrum on the tracks or not. Your your no, eardrum buddy, I don't, to the street. I don't want to go deaf. What if a train comes by? Well, the, your ear to the the street, as the kids say these days. I've never heard anyone. Nah, they say, say that. It. To the street, like what? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't even make sense. Like why you have your ear just on the street? You yeah, can't like, hear anything. You're listening to the street. You're hearing what it's saying. You're listening to what's happening. On the street. I'm gonna hear I'm gonna hear people being like, get the F off the street, I'm trying to drive. Nah, you it, it's a figure of speech. But the point is, I don't know if you've been listening to the words on the street though. But the words okay. on the street are that we have pod faded. <laughs> yeah, that is sadly the word. Um These kids out there today, they ain't got no respect for these OG podcasters anymore. I started in I 2013, almost 10 years ago. They tell me iPod faded. Yeah, no respect. Yeah, but listen, I, you better I think... put some respect on my name, son. What? Right? Are you are you finished with whatever that was? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I was just trying to like interject a little bit. Okay. I think that what happened, buddy, is really people forgot the word here on their podcast like we only come out every three months yeah. i don't know why people are so upset right like right like like so i don't understand like you know like three months like uh, you you think that they would realize that but for some reason they didn't and they keep calling us pod faders and you know it, it really makes me cry myself to sleep i just don't know what to do so i figured the only solution was to release a pod it's like dang that hurts you know what yeah. i mean they're just coming at us with all types of twisted. Yeah, every type you can imagine. Saying you pod faded. 
the pod yes. that you had is now faded. Yep. And I'm just like, no. No, it hasn't because we've been here in their pod this entire time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is we back. We didn't pod fade. Mm-hmm. And here we are with a pod. Yes. Correct. You can't pod fade if you are on a pod. That is true. So this episode here, don't call it a comeback because we've been here, here and there for years. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So you you just said we back. You didn't even have to say that because we never left. Exactly. We just here and there did. Yeah. Correct, buddy. Which is what we always did. Yes, always. Yeah. So this episode is sort of a catching up type of episode. We didn't even have a plan. We just figured we would come in here like some just some rowdy teenagers and just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? Yes. I do know what you mean. So I propose that the first thing we do is talk about how we are now an independent pod. Yes. If you don't know what that means, Carly, it means we are dependent of us in dependent. Yeah, I know, buddy. We're on the same. Why would you just ask me if I don't know what that means? You should be asking the listeners. No, I'm saying if you didn't know what that means, it wasn't a question. It was rhetorical. Didn't need an Uh, answer. Okay. I knew you already didn't know what it meant, so I explained it (laughs) to you. I knew what it meant, buddy. I swear. No, so here's the thing: we're independent. We li- we're on dark discussion. Well, first we were on horophilia. R.I.P. to Jason Lloyd. He didn't die, but he might as well have because he's gone. He's vanished. Nobody knows where he is. He's probably living somewhere down in Tennessee, trying to be a Tennessee Titans fan. That's not where he lives at all, buddy. Yeah, something like that. Um, all right. But <clears throat> then we went over to the dark D. The big old dark D discussions, you know, mm-hmm. and there was discussions there and it was kind of mm-hmm. dark, but a little too dark and a little too many discussions for my taste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In all honesty, I just wanted to be able now that I know how to host better because of Anchor. Actually, Anchor didn't exist in the days of my coming up in the podcast land. But now it does, and it, it makes it incredibly easy for podcasts to be hosted. And, you know, it was funny back when I was first podcasting, and I was like, man, it's so hard to, like, get good hosting. You have to pay all this money and blah, 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 and it's so limited. And I was like, if somebody could figure out a way to make it more, like, self-sufficient and just simplified and uh, easy and free... Or not even free, but like like minimum fees, which Anchor is free, but I'm just saying even minimum fees, like they would make a killing. And sure enough, somebody smarter than me went and did that with Anchor. Uh, and now mm-hmm. Anchor is owned by Spotify, which is a huge company. So turns out that uh, it worked out pretty good for them. <clears throat> See, I always have ideas that I don't know how to execute, but yes. I have them. Anyway... So we're now on Anchor. Uh, I did uh, tell Philip thank you for hosting us, and he helped me get the feed transferred. If you're hearing this now, that means it worked. If you're not hearing this, then it means it didn't work. So, 
<laughs> we're going to have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, so first things first, we are an independent of pods. Um, just like you are dependent on our pod. <laughs> right. The listeners. Yep. So now <clears throat> that's basically all I had planned. <laughs> oh, all right. Bye, everybody. No, no, no. Um, we could talk about some things that we watched, some things that we did. I mean, I know that after this, uh, not December, um, after we took a break, um, one of the reasons that I took a break, I don't, my life was kind of chaotic. Um, I think it actually started around when there was a COVID outbreak, honestly. Yeah. I think I think it started with mm-hmm. us having like plans of actually doing things, right? Like we were going places. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. we had, we were going to conventions and um uh movie marathons and stuff like that and because I was needing to take like both of my days off or you know, 3 or 4 days off, like we didn't have another day to record because we can't record on days that I and you work because our schedules are completely opposite. So, we can only do it on one of our off days. So because we were having the same off days and we were doing things on them, we uh, couldn't really record. And then what we did was um, there was a COVID outbreak at my work and I was working like crazy amount of shifts and hours and things like that. So I didn't get a chance to really even sit down, let alone record a podcast and then uh, we just had more and more plans, and then we were doing uh, other projects that we were working on, and we were, you know, really busy. I mean, we were busy, and uh, it just kept one thing after another, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I honestly, I honestly think that we like. I pretty much will always have at least one of the same days off a week, but it is the day you work late, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we do this. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, every, every third, every fourth Monday, I do not work late. Mm. So if that's what you're talking about. But. Yeah. I was talking about Mondays cause I record 22 shots on Mondays, but we're pretty much always done by eight thirty. Yeah. What time do you get but, home on Mondays? Uh, like in the nine. That would be perfect. No. To just hop on, record a quick pod in and out. Oh no! So I've been doing some thinking, and uh, we used to do like the what we watch segment where we just talk about things we watched. Yep, and, I kept keeping track of that for myself, and then I was like, what is the point? Because I'm at, like, 50 movies at this point, and yeah. I'm not going to ever discuss I them all on the I stopped keeping pod. track because yeah. it's hard. And yes. uh, basically, I think we could probably not do that every week. I think it would shorten the show a little bit. I'm not I'm not, not trying to have, like, a crazy long show right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I f- feel like we could come and, and hang out and talk a little bit and record, record a review on a movie and maybe talk about a couple things we watched you know if we feel like it you know Mm because i felt like we were just talking about what we watched to list it you know Mm -hmm. but like instead if we just picked the ones we wanted to talk about if we wanted to talk about one you know yeah sounds good to me yeah because some of the movies i watch i don't even remember (laughs) 
Speaking of which, there was a handful of notable releases that had come out um, since we last recorded. And I figured we could talk about some of those. Yes, that's what I thought the plan would be. Yeah, so the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is going a little bit, you know, a little bit back. Um, what in the hell? Oh, wait, that's not right. Um, sorry, I was, I was like, I, th- I was like looking at my <clears throat> 2021 watches and there was only like 10 there and I was like, that's not <laughs> right. Um, so going back, oh man, what is the, so we did, what did we do? I don't even remember. Well, buddy, listen, on the last, on the Great White episode, at the end of it, you were like, I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts were on old, because that was going to be our next episode, and then it never happened. Okay, so, so, um, we, honestly, we didn't see that much in between in the theater. Uh, Yeah, I know we didn't. Yeah. Um, but old, yeah, I mean, it's been going back quite a while now, uh, so my memory isn't that stupendous with it. But we could talk about that. But first, before we talk about that, I did want to just say we had fun at these conventions we went to. Like, we went to Living Dead Weekend, which I don't want to recap everything, but that was really fun. We mm. we, we might have talked about that one, actually. Yeah, we talked about that okay. one because that was in June. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Then we went to the Gettysburg um, one, which was way funner than last year when we went. Not last year, but the year before. Did yeah, they, I felt like it was more of an event because yeah. we stayed we stayed at the hotel and then we met up with uh, some friends I made when making that little short movie and then we drank a little bit. We got to watch like the you know independent films and stuff like that at the theater. Yeah, Voorhees sucked. Yeah, screw that movie. It turned me off of Friday the 13th fan films so much because everybody's always like, the fan films are where it's at. That's where Jason's living. And I'm just like, they suck. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a Jason movie. It's just a plot that happens to have Jason in it. Yep. But, yeah, so we watched that. We watched a Bigfoot movie. We watched Spirit Animal, which was made by the director of the little movie that I have done. And that was a lot of fun. Then we got to see Children of the Corn with the live commentary, which they didn't talk a ton, but it was still just a fun experience. Yeah, I mean, um, how often do you get to say that you watched a movie with the guy who made it? Yeah. And the actor. And that was Because I've like, only been able to say it three times. <laughs> yes. And then it was just cool because they were like, you know, some of the, like, we, we got the VIP tickets, so we got to have, like, you know... This food a horrible dinner. I, I mean, I didn't mind it. Cause Dude, I, I thought it was it. like literal garbage. <laughs> Buddy. Like, I was I like, didn't... and then that guy was selling the cookbook, and I was like, I would never buy this cookbook because of the food that you, if you're highlighting the cookbook, this crap is garbage. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, myself. it was horrible. Come on, you like the, the uh, mushroom, I think. <laughs> kind of. Buddy, well, they also had like those shots. Those were kind of cool. Yeah, those green. Yeah, but it was funny because like I think it was Carolyn Williams who was there, and she was like, "Wow, it's nice that they actually got like really good food too." And I was like, "Yeah, it's great." Stuffing a raw mushroom into my mouth. (laughs) 
Listen, yeah, that's what I was going to say, but you keep interrupting me, is that the cool thing was that some of the actors came in and were eating the food as well, like Caroline Williams and John Franklin. I couldn't help but notice that you, uh, the way you enunciated that, you were like enunciating it as if you were saying that I said it wrong. (laughs) You did. It is not her name. I did not, but okay. You did. So, but they came in there, and then the lady who played the demon in The Exorcist was there, and there was this weird guy who was cringing. Oh us my out god, there. dude! We keep running into to mentals. <laughs> yeah, and to put it simply, there was this guy basically that when we first got there, you know, like I said, we stayed at the hotel that the place was at, which was really cool. We got to our room, and then this dude walks by, and he's like. Hey, just so you guys know, John Franklin is staying on this floor. And we were like, oh, cool. Like, he seemed normal at yeah, first. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed totally normal. But when I say mental, I mean, like, mentally challenged. Yeah, and then it, it just escalated. He was he started quoting the children's He's porn like, movie. Outlander! Like, screaming down the, the hallways in the hotel. We have your wife, Outlander! And he's like doing actually, he actually did like a pretty good impersonation, but he's screaming yeah. it at the top of his lungs, like Outlander. And he's just he's like following us into our room, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah nice Outlander, yeah, well, cool. And we, we let the door just slam on him. And we were like, yeah, oh, and I'm we looked at each other and we're like, ah. <laughs> and then we yeah. saw him later, and he was like, um, oh, he. We were at the the meet and greet, or not the meet, and, it, like the mixer, the the VIP yeah. section. And Carolyn Williams comes in there. Line. <laughs> yeah, there was a line. Uh, we're in line, <laughs> and and uh, he's like, <laughs> "What? This guy was clearly autistic, right?" Yeah, I mean, or like some sort he, of on the spectrum. Yeah, not to make you know, not to make fun of people. I'm not making just, fun of him. Yeah, it was just really funny. Funny, yeah. He's like. He's like, is that, are you are you Caroline? And then he starts going, "You're my favorite," like, and I You're I wanted to my kill myself. Favorite, and she's like, she said, "Not right now, I'm not." Yeah, because <laughs> she was getting. No, she food. said that when he asked if it was her name, she was like, "Ah, yeah, not right now." And then he started quoting. I was like, "Please stop!" She but literally doesn't. It was want one to of those it. things where like. The whole room, like, he's just in the center of the room, and he's just like, you're my favorite. And, like, everybody's just, like, staring at him. And, like, me, I'm hoping that she realizes, like, oh, this guy's special. Because Uh I don't want her to be mean to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it could come off like he's just being a douchebag, but it's really because he's mental, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, she wasn't mean. She was. She was. No, nice. he was a nice yeah. dude. He just. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just said he was. You know, one 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 uh one uh short of a full picnic basket. You know. <laughs> and I think he was there alone too, and he was dressed up like Invader Zim. That is true. Which was he caused? Which was also very. Yeah, because he walked up to me. And he's random. like, "Have you ever seen Invader Zim?" He starts quoting it and stuff. And look, I grew up in the '90s, and that was oh, that was like in my era. But I did not watch a single episode of that show. And I know it's like yeah. a cult cult show now, but I mm-hmm. was like not. I didn't. I never seen it. A single episode, so I had no idea what the dude was talking about. But, um. And we attract these people, man. Something about us. Yeah, because I don't think we brought up well, when we went, 
We went to Living Dead weekend. This little kid, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine train engine dude. Yeah, this was like a younger. Yeah, this kid. This kid was a mental too, though, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if if he was with his dad or just by himself, but he comes up to us and he's like, "Great day, fantastic day." I found this Thomas the Train. These things are like $100 on eBay. Uh, mm-mm. And then he was like, and of course, I got it we're for- always nice. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, what, what, is, yeah. what, is, what is it about? You know, what, what do you got there? What do, what do you do with it? And I'm like all curious and stuff. And I usually am, even if I don't like in hindsight, like I don't care. But at the time, I'm like, he's enthusiastic. I'm going to be mm-hmm. enthusiastic, too. Let's see what's going on with these little trains. Maybe I missed something, <laughs> you know? And yeah. um, But they were just these little plastic trains. They weren't really that cool at all. But <laughs> but he was really jazzed about them. And, and yeah. he's, he's, like, he's like, this is the greatest day ever. Like, and he's so, like, hype. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah, you were um, like, enjoy your little train. Like, oh, and for anybody out there who's like, you shouldn't call them mentals. It's like, that's what we called them. That's what, like, I had a mental. My sister's a mental. So that's what that's what we referred to them as. It was a polite way to say, like, instead of saying, like, retarded, you know? Even though he's not retarded. He's, like, probably has some sort of autism. He's yeah, mental. nowadays. Me- it's mental. Some sort of mental disorder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I don't know. I'm probably offensive. <laughs> yeah, probably. See, I just say, I just straight up say, like, they had autism nowadays. Because I feel like, to me, mental, um, I feel like you call people mental if they are, like, you know, bipolar or suicidal. Like, I feel like people there are crazy or something, as opposed to, I don't know, though, buddy. Like you said, you have mentals in your family, so that's just. Yeah, my sister, for those of you who don't know, had. Carly? Oh, Down syndrome. Down syndrome, yes. So I'm very familiar with it. Not, I'm not that familiar with it. She died. But, like, you know, we, I remember it. I remember how difficult it was. And, you know, that's why we had to kill her. Buddy! I'm just joking. I'm joking. It's not, that was messed up. We put her down. Buddy, stop! <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. I know. It hurt. <laughs> she died of natural. Natural causes. <laughs> a natural break to the neck. Uh, dude, you got a joke. You got to. Or else you'll... I know. You know. She's going to haunt you, buddy. No, I love my sister. Her name's Lacey. Yes. Yeah. I've always liked the R- name Lacey. Yeah. R- I R- just R- hate the Lacey we know. Buddy. I'm just joking. <laughs> I like Lacey yeah. and Dan. Yeah. I almost call her, I call her JC. Lacey's the best. And Dan is funny. They're a fun crew. Dan's okay. But anyway. Not that funny, but... Uh, so, yeah, we, we ran into that dude, and then there was this other dude. We haven't seen him in a long time, but he used to come when we would go to the uh, Mahoning drive-in, and he would come up to us and tell us he had Asperger's, and then he, I would just bounce and leave you with him. No, that was Riverside. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said Mahoning. But anyway, and it was like, it, it was like we parked on the other side, because we usually parked when you first drive in, but if there was no spot, we parked on the other side, and that's like the side that he was parked on, and he was parked next to us, 
and I think we were coming back with our food or whatever, and he also was out of his car. You got in the whip. I was standing there, and he told me a bunch of weird stuff about liking feet and stuff, and he was like, and he talked really, really fast. He was like, see, I I can't find a woman because I have Asperger's syndrome, and also my my friend here in the car, which I don't know, I didn't, the guy didn't get out of the car, but he was like, he tells me that it's weird because I tell every woman that I have a foot fetish when I first meet them. Do you think that's weird? And I'm like, no. And then then he was like, so so do you do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, uh, uh, yes, uh, he's in the car. And then he was like, oh. And then you're just in the car. I wanted you to come out and save me. So, but you're in the car looking through Dude, your phone. If there's not- one thing that I that you should never count on me for. It is saving you. I mean, you've saved me before. Yes, I have. But that's when I feel like you're actually in danger. If I just think you're uncomfortable, I'm going to sit there and laugh. That was dangerous. He could have put me in his whip and you were just looking like texting moods or something. Buddy, I'm pretty sure that that guy did not have his own whip. He probably could have put you in his mom's whip and then she would be like, where'd this girl come from? Yeah, he was with his friend. His friend brought him, which I don't know. I, I I feel like his friend was probably like an okay person or something. And but his friend never got out of the car, so I was standing out there alone and scared in the dark with this guy. And then finally, the movie began to start, and I was like, "Oh well, the movie's starting. Better get in my car." And this was during one of the uh, September ones, so I don't really give a shit about the movies during that. But I pretended that I was like, "Oh man, I got to get in the car. I don't want to miss uh, the blood sucking Dracula death of uh, the woman in black." part two from 1973 you know yeah but yeah we attract people with mental disorders of some kind but we're always nice yes we just make we we just make fun of them afterwards not to their face right we're gonna get canceled i know (laughs) i'm scared um Um, okay so yeah that uh, we did that we saw we went to giallapalooza or as carly says Jello a snooza. <laughs> yeah. Because he slept the whole time. I didn't sleep the whole time. I slept like one of the times. Yeah. I don't like Gialli. Yeah. Well, um, you should be excited for Italian Horror Month that's currently going on on 22 Shots. I'm not. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... We also saw Old, which is the M. Night Shyamalan. You know what I'm kind of tired of? People call him M. Night Shyamalan Maling Long. Ding Dong. Which is mainly it's Jeremy. What, still does that. Yeah. Because we said Jeremy. that back when I was like a kid because nobody could pronounce his name. But it's like we pretty much know his name's M. Night Shyamalan now. Yeah. Like we know how to say it. There's no need to call him Shyamalan a Ding Dong anymore. <laughs> so right. Shyamalan yeah. is an interesting director. Came out guns a blazing with the sixth sense back in 1999, right? 98, 99. Uh, then I, I don't know, buddy. I think 90s. 99. It was 99. So okay. he came yes. out with he came <clears throat> out with um, the sixth sense in 1990, um, which is or 1999, which is a, a movie that people absolutely like fell in love with it had a huge crazy twist ending it was like this amazing thing people were calling this guy the next steven spielberg the next who's another big popular filmmaker stanley kubrick the next alfred hitchcock they were calling him the next 
yeah. insert name. And, <laughs> uh, you know, off of one film. Well, maybe not one. It was after the next one where people really started doing that, which was Unbreakable, um, which is now part of a trilogy. And then he came out with Signs in 2002, which uh, did a really good, too. And then, in hindsight, people kind of, eh, you know, they didn't really feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that Like, nowadays, when people look back at Signs, I think they look at it as, like, kind of cringy or cheesy or something. I still really like it. Um, and then he came out with The Village in 2004, which is a very divisive film. And a lot of people at the time, thought it was a huge miss. But there were Shyamalan fans, like, like you know, stands, that were, like, the village was great. And they were like, this guy is four for four. He did such a good job. He's an amazing filmmaker. And then we get a streak of crap. So Lady in the Water came out garbage. I even thought that one was garbage. Uh, the Happening, which I like... But a lot of people say, like, basically, like, how I was told to watch it is, like, a big, huge budget B-movie. But some people criticize Shyamalan and they say, he only said that after the fact because the movie sucked. <laughs> um, but I like the I liked the happening. But it, it, it's generally not like. The Last Airbender was, like, a huge travesty to Last Airbender <laughs> fans. After Earth, yeah. another garbage movie, apparently. And he was, you know... He was on death's door. Everybody was like, Shyamalan's like trash, bro. He was never really that good. And then people started going back and reanalyzing his films like Signs and The Sixth Sense and picking them apart and not really liking them anymore. And then comes along a little film called The Visit. And in between there, he did write Devil, which was good. But The Visit comes out and it's like a a return to greatness. I, I think everybody thought it was a great little movie. Nobody thought it was like, fucking amazing or anything but they they thought it was a good little movie as i i did too i think it made my top 10 um he does that and then he does split and split was another great movie anya taylor joy's in it it's a movie that people really liked and it started a the the mid part of the unbreakable trilogy which was like a huge surprise and kind of blew everybody's mind so that's oh wait then glass came out which was kind of forgettable in my opinion right so that's that's all caught up to Shyamalan up to his new film Old which I was looking forward to because honestly like Glass was not my favorite but I feel like it was something different that like people that it was more unbreakable-ish and less like split but I don't know it was it was interesting but it just, I just didn't it didn't do it for me but I loved Split yeah. I loved the visit and going back and rewatching these Shyamalan films, I saw The Sixth Sense for the first time. I really liked it. Signs, I think, is a really like well-made movie. And then watching The Village recently, before Old, for the first time in, since it came out, I loved it. And I thought it was an absolute masterclass of movie making. I think it might be one of his best movies, honestly. Do you like The Village? Uh, I like it. I mean, I'm not in love with it, but I like it. It's great, dude. Yeah, like you have to appreciate aspects about it. Like you can't just take like, oh, the ending's stupid. Like you have to go for the ride, understand the journey, see how it was done, like pay attention to things. 
I think it's really good. Um, so I was looking forward to old, you know, because mm-hmm. he's been on a little bit of a hot streak lately. So we go in, we check out old. Essentially, it's about a family that goes to this tropical island and they're on a secluded beach and they basically uh, learn that they're aging really rapidly. And mm-hmm. it essentially reduces their entire life to like a single 24-hour day. Yeah. But there's different sort of rules and different things that apply here. It really feels like a conceptual Twilight Zone episode extended into a full film. This feels like something that would be in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. It might work better as a short in in some ways. Um, But when I watched the movie, the things that I was taking away was just how sad it was. Yeah, I found it very depressing and it never... It never gets undepressing. Yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah. By like, the end, it's not that happy of an ending, in my opinion. Look, to me, it really... It, I mean, it, it literally does what it's saying. It, it, it shows the process of your entire life in one day. But as that's happening, it's making you as an audience member, think about how it might not be one day, but one lifetime really isn't that long when you put it all into perspective in sort of segments of what happens. And it makes you depressed because you're like, man, like you see their parents aging and losing their hearing and, you know, all these horrible things that humans have to go through and seeing them all sort of unfold in a rapid motion made me just think like, okay, it might not be happening rapidly to me, but it's still going to happen. It's inevitable. And it's it's a movie about the inevitability of aging and eventually dying. And <laughs> like I thought it was a great movie, but it I would not I don't think I want to watch it again because it, it really did depress me. And I feel like nobody I feel like me and you were the only two people that got that out of it. Yeah, everyone else like it seems like a lot of people thought it was horrible for some reason, but yeah, yeah I think it's cuz we looked at it cuz you and I get very depressed about aging and stuff like that. So it was it hit me in the feels and not only that, I thought I don't know, there was a lot going on in it that it was kind of crazy at times. Um so I enjoyed it for that, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like a, a two teenagers sex on each other without knowing what is going on. And then there's like a big nasty tumor scene and mm. there's just a lot of different stuff going on with the characters that I found enjoyable throughout it. But yeah, it's depressing. I agree. I would not want to really buy this and watch it again, but I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I might see it one day, but it, at the end of the day, I'm good for it now. Um, I did really like the movie. I, I could see where it does have that weird, like, Shyamalan stuff in it where, like, almost like in The Happening where it felt like something was off with the acting at certain times. Mm. Or, or, like, just the way it was done. Something felt a little weird, but I don't know. I kind of gave it a pass. Um, I thought I thought Old was really solid, though. Um, I gave it, like, a seven and a half. I think I gave it an eight. 
Um, and then I did watch Escape Room Tournament at Champions. I went to the drive-in by myself. Or actually, I went with our friends. Um, you were not there. I think you were uh, avoiding me or something. Wait, what friends? Huh? You went with friends to see this? Yeah. Who? Um, Holly and Heather and some girl that I never met. Okay, you did not tell me that, but that's <laughs> yes, cool. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. You just said you went. No, I told you that I went. Yeah, you did tell me you went. However, you told me you went alone. <laughs> no, I, I said I went alone. I, that yeah. doesn't sound like something I would say. I, I text you and said, you hey, I'm going to see this movie alone. Okay, well, you just said you were going to see it. You didn't say you went with our friends. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I did. You did know I went. With, with yeah, I knew you went. To the drive-in. With them. All right, buddy. Huh? All right, buddy. You knew. I'm keeping my eye on you. <laughs> you knew I went. I don't remember, dude. Just go on. How was the move? We went. It was. Well, it, the first movie was that Jungle Cruise movie. And then this one played after. Okay, the Jungle Cruise suck, or it was okay. I didn't really yeah. care for it too much. Uh, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Everybody hated it. I'll be brief on it. I thought it was actually like on par with the first one. Like the first one was like a six point five. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like Jeremy was like, "Man, Escape Room Two sucks." I'm like, "It was about as good as the first one." <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Because I didn't think mm -hmm. the first... I just thought the first one was surprising because I thought it was going to suck. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did watch that. It was about a 6, 6.5. Um, and then we did end up seeing Candyman while we were in Gettysburg. Uh, we ended up stopping and checking that out. And mm -hmm. this was my number one most anticipated film of the year. And... What do you think? So uh, let oh, okay. me say this real quick. So uh, it basically follows this guy named Anthony who is a like artist and he basically starts encountering um, an old story about Candyman, uh, which sort of uh, haunted Caprini Green which was a housing project in Chicago. It actually was a real place that existed. It's tore down now. Um, and he basically unknowingly sort of invites Candyman into his life. Um, so this film is very... Uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, who, uh, who I believe is a female, right? Nia DaCosta? Yeah. Sounds like a female. Um, and written, I believe, by Jordan Peele, um, as well as Nita Costa. And it essentially is sort of part retelling of Candyman, part reboot, part sequel. I would say it's a sequel. Yes. Mostly. Yes, it is. Um, and it essentially touches on the fact that Candyman is not a single person. Someone mm -hmm. so, like a legend, a story 
a crime, uh, an event can create its own sort of Candyman in a way. Right. And it has a lot to do with black people and um, sort of the the struggles. Mm. Um, the gentrification of black people. Yes, gentrification. Um, <laughs> uh, the sort of um, like like there's a scene in the movie where there's this like nice black fella who is you know sort of blamed and, and crucified for something just based on how he looked and who he was which is you know relevant to the types of things we're hearing being talked about today um I think they handled all of that stuff very well. The thing that I think they handled absolutely atrociously was the police. Yeah. They did not feel real. They did not feel believable. Um, Now, you might say that that was intentional to make them, like, because the police problem is so bad that it is unbelievable that it's that bad, but I don't think that was the intention. I feel like these police characters in here were what's the word like caricature is that the word yeah yeah I, th- I felt like they were that and they weren't like real but everything else in the movie was working so well for me and then there's this section towards the end of the film involving police that I just thought was insanely bad and it and and, and it it was really the one thing that bothered me. Um, there's these like marionette style things with Candyman where it's like they telling the story of Candyman through these like flashbacks of these uh, shadow puppets that I thought was absolutely st- stunning. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. I really liked Candyman. I felt like it kind of came and went and after all that hype and like no one really talked about it too much but I thought it was solid I like how it is basically you know it was kind of marketed as a remake but it's pretty much a sequel and that it's going off of the original story so I thought that was cool I thought the look of Candyman was like the guy there's like a main guy that kind of like plays him throughout the movie and stuff I thought it was like super creepy uh, the way he kind of plays the character and you see him kind of popping up um, in different places and such. And I thought that was really creepy. But overall, I thought it was a very solid, solid film in uh, the Candyman series. But I do read about the cop stuff. Like, towards the end, I feel like it kind of falls apart a little with that. Yeah, and I think that what I loved about Candyman was, like, the legend, the look. Um, mm-hmm. I loved how they incorporated the original Candyman I love revisiting the world of Caprini Green. I loved them um, mentioning the events of the previous film with, um, what the hell's her name? Virginia uh, Madsen? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's her real name. I don't yeah, know. Virgin- Virgin- yeah, uh, Helen Lyle. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, the, what the... The, uh, the the chick from the first one too the the 
the black friend or not the black friend the the oh yeah the lady the lady who lived Living. in the projects i forgot about that whole plot yeah thing. yeah 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 man That's i loved cool. how they incorporated all all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. into the film i thought it was super cool i actually really liked Candyman. not gonna lie um it is one of my favorite watches of the year. I I, I was a little disappointed with with the end, <clears throat> not all of the end. I loved some of the stuff in the end, but um, just uh, you know, oh, and the music. God damn, is the music? I love the Candyman music. Yeah, yeah, it was a good move. I liked it. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, so yeah, that was Candyman. I gave it an eight. I don't I think I probably gave it an 8 or an 8.5, somewhere around that. Um, doesn't even show that you rated it. Did you ever log it? Oh, no! Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I don't see you on there. Usually you pop up. Oh, oh yeah, you did. You gave it a 9, I think. No, I gave it an 8.5. 8. 8.5, yes. yeah. Yes, um, correct. Okay. So after that, I did watch the two two of the three Fair Streets. I think you should check them out. I think you would like them. Um, they were kind of a big deal on Netflix. Fear Street, nineteen ninety four, nineteen seventy eight, and nineteen or sixteen sixty six. Um, the nineties one is I I like the nineties one the most probably. I think other people like the seventy eight one, which is more of like a slasher, but. I didn't feel like it fit. I felt like it fit the nineties a little bit better than the 78, but it, I think people's biggest complaints is like, uh, like Mike Merriman says, like, who were these movies made for? Like, because they don't feel like they're made for the people who grew up with the books because Mm. they feel like they're made for a modern audience, but it feels like they're being marketed at people who grew up with the books. Right. My thing with that is people are still growing up with the books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they like these books are still popular. <clears throat> They're still in libraries. Uh people still read them. So, I mean, they still are popular. They're they're one of the most successful <clears throat> and Goosebumps. One mm-hmm. of the most successful. Like people still are reading Goosebumps. Like Arl Stein is still writing Goosebumps. Somebody's reading them and it's not like 40-year-olds. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that it was fine. I think that it's written for today's audience, but it's like, Hey, people who grew up with this, you might like it too. Um, not really a whole lot like the books. I've only, I've only read like maybe 10 fear straight books, but not, in t- not super like them. I would say, I don't think it really takes direct stories from them but more of like just themes. But yeah, I I think you should check them out because I think you would like them. All right. I will check them out, buddy. I just, I just have not watched many a move. I still got to watch 1666 though. Yeah. And it's cool because they do follow one storyline, but it's a trilogy of movies. I I like that format. Um, Uh, We did see Venom. Let there be carnage. Yes. Um, which was, in my opinion, better than the first one. But I still think, like, the last, like, 20 minutes were, like, boring. To me, it watching, um, the hell's his name? Tom Hardy, is it? 
think yeah. so, yeah. Tom no, Ed. Hardy. No, oh, wait. No, Tom. his name's Eddie Brock in the movie, but his uh, the actor's name uh, is Tom the... Hardy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, you know what's weird about that? What? You know what? who else Tom Hardy plays? Who? Bane. Ooh. You know who that is? Uh, he's in another... He's a bad guy in... Uh, people say he's the bane of my existence. Uh, Batman? Yeah, you remember when you watched the Batman trilogy with Austin? Yeah. You know the dude with the mask on his face? Yeah, like I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know who... Yeah, That's know. him! Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Like, all bald and like... You're Batman and stuff. Like, he has a weird voice in there. Yeah, yeah, but... You know? I actually kind of love Eddie Brock. I think he's yeah. a cool dude. Like, he just has a swag about him. Like, this sort of, like, I don't give a fuck looking like shit attitude that I yes. kind of strive to have of my own. You do. Like, I just want to walk around in a sweaty looking hoodie with my hair all jacked up and a five o'clock shadow it, looking like shit. Y- you do, buddy. I I do? Yeah, at least, like, once or twice. Three times a week, I would say, yeah. But do I look cool doing it? No, you look like you you smell. (laughs) Uh, Well, shit. Um, His interactions with Venom are, like, the highlights of the movie to me. They're fun. They're funny. It's a good comedic duo of, of playing off each other, getting mad at each other. Like, Venom's hilarious. And uh, then there's, like, fighting and shit that I don't care about, honestly. Like, I know that's kind of the point of, like, superhero movies, but, like, I'm just like, this is fucking boring, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't like superhero movies, so I did not really want to see this. I did not see the first Venom. However, I did like the funny, the comedic aspects to it. So, I, I did laugh a few times throughout the movie. I like I, I do like when they show up to fight and he's like he goes back into him and he's like that's a red one and he's like <laughs> yeah. all right all right all right carry on sorry to bother you have a good day and he tries yeah. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love how like serious Venom is when he's like I will eat your face type stuff you know what I mean like where it's just like matter of fact it's I like I really do like the Venom and and Eddie Brock character it's really fun. Um, I just think that the fight sequences and the action aspects are so goddamn just boring as hell to me. And I don't know if it, like, all, I feel that way with all uh, superhero movies. I know I don't because I love the Batman movies. Um, but for whatever reason, it just does not appeal to me in these. Um, so I will be looking forward to the next Venom movie because my favorite part of the first one was the interactions and the second one had way more of that. So hopefully the third one continues with that, but I gave that one like a seven. Uh, I think I, I don't remember. I gave it like a seven and a half, maybe uh, or an eight. What? What do you, you gave uh, it eight a seven, I think. Oh, 7.5, 7.5. You no, do I this weird was... thing. Your ratings are weird because the last one you gave a not like a four and a half, 
but you gave it an 8.5. This one, you gave a three and a half, but you gave it a 7.5. Yeah, that's how you do it. It would have been an eight then. No, it would be that would be an eight if it was four. Yeah, half but of- but th- three and a half or four and a half is a nine. Yeah, it's a nine and an eight point five for me. <laughs> I do an eight for an eight point five. That's stupid. It's just an eight then. But it's you're half doing the same eight. thing with the three and a half. No, buddy, listen. Just let me do it. <laughs> like the half matters. I know. Like if, if it was just if I put four stars, I'm gonna assume that's just an eight and not an eight point five. Okay, but you put three and a half stars and you're supposed to assume it's a seven point five? Yeah. Why? Cuz <laughs> But if if four stars is an eight, Buddy, then shouldn't just, three and a half stars be a seven? Why don't you tell? Why don't we just tell Letterbox to stop <laughs> making it out of five? All right, <laughs> dude. I just I think you should be consistent. I am. <laughs> you're not. Like, quit. Re- get off my Letterbox. I'm upset that you're like on it right now. Leave. It's not. Pride. There's the door. All right, let's get, let's get into Halloween real quick. Okay. Halloween Kills. Um, Halloween Kills picks up after Halloween. It's just called Halloween. <laughs> so annoying. I'm like, Halloween, what is it? Oh, 18. Halloween yes. 18. Oh, I'm still so annoyed that they did that. I would have been happier if they called it Halloween Starts. <laughs> yeah, Halloween Starts. Halloween yeah. Continues, Halloween ends. Halloween again, Halloween after next. Yes. Um, but, but, okay, yes. so lo- this movie is super split. I've seen people love it, I've seen people hate it, I've seen people love it a lot, I've seen people hate it a lot, I've seen people down the middle, I've seen people down the back, I've seen people <laughs> down the street. <laughs> yeah, they were down there listening oh yeah yeah all right anyway yeah you're right everyone either loves it or they hate it now how did we or feel they kind of middle on it yes or they're on the street <laughs> well okay so it picks up after the f- the first quote-unquote film but <laughs> this is what i hate about this franchise is like you can't say the first film because it's technically the second film, but it's not called Halloween Two. It's called Halloween. But the first film was also called Halloween, and that's technically the first film. But it, this is sort of the first film in the new franchise, so or the new t- t- not the new timeline, but the new series. It's all a hot jumbled mess. It's the yeah. goddamn mess. Yeah. There's three films called Halloween. It's just like, it's just really dumb, like, because I'm watching Halloween 6 the other night on Halloween. I was just kind of randomizing Halloween movies, and I was sitting there thinking, like, like there's so many different just Michael Myerses. Like, Michael Myers is supposed to be one person, but really there's, like, all these different entities of him. Kind of like how you feel the leprechaun is a different leprechaun in all the movies. It is. It's not how I feel. It's just how you feel. Scientific but, fact. Proven. You're like, see, this one's different because his makeup is a little askewed. No, it's because the first one, the leprechaun's 600 years old, and in the second one, he's 2,000. Buddy, that's called continuity errors. 
No, that's called different leprechaun in a different leprechaun move. <laughs> All right, buddy. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Halloween Kills. Um, this one takes place in the town of Haddonfield. Uh, much like the last film and it follows all the people from the old Halloween the original Halloween that were big characters or minor characters so we have Tommy Doyle back played by one of the dudes from a movie Anthony Michael Hall All right, and I was talking to Moods about this last night I actually do think he kind of sucked in the role um, I didn't, th- I mean, I thought it, uh, I didn't Did think he really feel like Tommy Doyle to you. To now me, I know felt- that Tommy Doyle was like seven at the time. So it's like, how do you really know what he's going to be like? when He you're looks, older? he looked like how he would be more than like Paul Rudd did. Like it really? looked like it could be him as an adult. So I like that about it to where Paul Rudd just was. Because to me, this guy looks like what the kid in the breakfast club would grow up to look like. It is. (laughs) And no, actually, no, it doesn't. He looks nothing (laughs) like he did in the breakfast club. (laughs) Um, But no, like, my thing is, and this, this is like, I don't know. I just feel like there wasn't much charisma to him. And I do agree with that. Like, because the more I'm thinking about it, there are things that I don't like about the movie, even though I really do like the movie. Um, I thought Lonnie fit really well. I was like, that looks like what that kid would grow up to be. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. I disagree. Now, one person that did not fit their character was Lindsay Wallace. Thought she looked nothing like the original actress. That is her. I feel like... (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm being funny. But what's funny is she actually doesn't really look like it. Um, And no, you're not being funny. No one thinks that joke's funny. But, but anyway, I disagree. I kind of thought Tommy looked like Tommy, and Lonnie just looked like a scuzzbag looking lawn. Like I yeah, didn't but think- Lonnie was a scuzzbag little prick. I know, but like I just didn't think he would. I don't know. So it just one of my favorite aspects of Halloween Kills is the aspect of the flashback stuff, and and uh, I'll just hopefully you've seen the film by now. It's yeah. not, it's not like a surprise. Like, I mean, it was cool that I didn't know. I think I did hear that spoiled and then I forgot about it by the time I saw the movie. But I was like, yo, that is so cool what they did there. I didn't think that they would, like, I didn't know how they did it. And then when I read how they did it, I was like, yo, that's really cool. But to me, what I thought was the most neat part of it, not just that we saw someone really cool. It was that that flashback looked and felt like it was taking place in 1978's Halloween. Yeah, I agree. I think they did very well with that. And I think Michael Myers... Like even the lighting and the look of the film made it look like it was taking... Like, when they're out on the street and stuff like that, I'm yeah. like, dude, this looks like it was ripped... Right. It was like a deleted scene, which your aunt was dumb enough to think. That's... But my mom, my mom thought a thing, and that's not what she thought. She thought something much dumber. Oh. <laughs> Did she listen? No. All right, good. But she thought that. Well, okay. So basically, in the move, there in the flashbacks, 
there's a guy that plays Dr. Loomis. And they did, like, a really good job of prosthetically yeah, doing Yeah, they found a guy that, that kind of looked like him and then made him more look more like him. Yeah, they, like, added all this stuff, like, creases. and I don't know what they did. But anyway, it looked a lot like him, you know, dressed like him. I never, I never really think these voices are, like, similar. I feel like they try to. It's kind of cringe when people try to be Loomis because they're just, like, so overdramatic about it. They're like, did the evil do this? The evil, evil dies that, like, tonight. Like he's like, Michael, stay where you are, and like I don't know. He's it's just I feel like they're trying to be over dramatic Donald Pleasance. But anyway, like Turkish Loomis. Yeah, Turkish Loomis. Yeah. Um. But anyway, after the move, we're driving home, and my mom's like, "Now, didn't didn't the guy that played Doctor Loomis die?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, in like '95. Yeah, and I knew what was coming next, and she was like. <laughs> She was like, so how did they get him in this movie? And I was like, that wasn't him, mommy. That was that was oh an actor. God. Do you think and they con do you think they like conjured up his spirit and was like, Hey, we're gonna need you to do one more Halloween dog? I think she thought <laughs> I, I I don't know, I think she just thought like I don't know what she thought. <laughs> I think she thought like they you know how well I just watched The Crow the other day and obviously Brandon Lee died and they had to like you know, you put in a thought fill it was in. extra footage. Either extra footage, or I think she thought CGI. Like they just put his face. Well, on I mean, I think or... most people thought it was. C- I thought it was CGI. Either I way, first. though, she like had the question. She was like, she thought that was him, and I was like, no, mom. They, he died at the end of at Halloween Six. It says in memory of Donald Pleasance. He died a long time so, ago. Here's my one of my thoughts on on this film, and, and a lot of the complaints that I see. So. I feel like so many people are watching this film and looking at Michael Myers as this larger than life being that we've known for 12 movies, that we've known for four decades, that we've known to be in countless versions and, and timelines and stuff like that. And they're applying that to this Michael Myers, even though in reality, what we have here is a guy who killed some people in... 1978 and was locked up for like 40 years and is like 70 years old and and broke out now i don't know about you but if like a 70 year old charlie manson or something got out of prison i wouldn't be terribly scared that he was gonna hurt me even if i lived in the same hometown and i knew he came back to that hometown i'd be like i'll kill charlie manson what is Charlie Manson going to do to me? He's like 70. Yes, you know what I mean? Also, he's also dead now, buddy. Right. I'm, I'm saying when he was alive, dude. Yes. But you get what I'm saying? Like people are looking at it like this is Michael. My, like it's a 70 year old dude who escaped the <laughs> hospital. It's not yeah. this like, yeah, we know there's something going on with him because he's like picking people up and ripping their teeth out and stuff like that. And he's 70. But in reality, like, everybody's like, nobody would go after this guy. I'm like, they probably honestly would. He's 70. What is he going to do? <laughs> I would kill him. I would I would kick him in his leg. He would come at me with a knife, and I would kick him in the leg, and he would fall down. In reality. And these people are in reality. You know, they're not seeing it from our perspective of, that's Michael Myers. 
You know what yeah. I mean? They're like Busta Rhymes, where they're like the, the audience is like Busta Rhymes, where I'm like, I'm Michael Myers, you know? Like they know Michael Myers. This is just some old ass dude, and people are like, how would they not know he had his mask? He didn't have his mask on. It's like, dude, we know him as a mask killer. Like, yeah, he killed some people in a mask once when he was a kid, and then he killed some more people in a different mask when he was an adult. So maybe he would have a mask again, but it's been 40 years. You know, he might not have a mask this time. You know, that's just something that we know that he's not going to not have his mask as a fan. But in reality, you're not going to be thinking like, oh, I bet this guy's coming in a mask. You know what I mean? You're just going to think it's some old dude. Yep. So I think that a lot of people are having a, a hard time disassociating the conditioned feelings towards Michael Myers in this movie. And I get it. It is hard. And it's hard also because they keep referencing and putting in things from uh, the movies to acknowledge the franchise exists, yet ignore it at the same time. It's the same thing Stupid. as Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Jamie Lee Curtis's character, everybody's complaining that she doesn't do much in the movie. She's sort of comatose like she was in Halloween 2. Jamie Lee's character is the audience. It's the audience's expectations from being conditioned with Halloween films. We know that Michael Myers goes after Laurie Strode. We know that Michael Myers goes to that hospital. We know that there's nothing going to stop him. He's always going to go. He's always going to find his family. And it might not mean family this time, but we know, we're conditioned to think that he's going to go after someone because that's what he always did before. So Laurie Strode is that same character. She She's that personified in this film. She is the, he's coming after me. He's, I have this like deep feeling of like, he's not going to stop. He's going to come get me. He's coming to the hospital. Everybody thinks he's going to go to the hospital, go after Laurie Strode. But it's not. That's not, she's no, in this timeline, she's nobody, which is one of my problems with Halloween, the first one, or the second, the 18. 2018. Yeah. Is that like that forcing those two together when like, I hate that they dropped the brother sister angle because I don't know why everybody hated it so much. They're like, I can't stand like, like that was the first thing that David Gordon Green and everybody wanted to remove was the, the family angle. The family angle was great. It worked. It made sense. It always had a reason to put Jamie Lee and Michael together. You take that away and it just feels pointless. And I do like in this film, they're kind of acknowledging that. They're saying, no, Jamie, he's not after you. He doesn't even freaking know you. You're yeah, just that... messed up psychologically so from something that happened to you when you were a kid and you think it's about you. Yes. I like how that guy, I think his name is Frank. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I have to go get him. It's always been about me. And he's like, no, it hasn't. I'm like, yay. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is like my least favorite part of this whole movie. She remind, Like, I was trying to think of it, like, because I like her in H2O. But this version of her reminds me of her in her brief moment in Resurrection where she's just like yeah. crazy and like all like just completely lost her mind annoying. And I, I like Jamie Lee in Halloween one. Yeah, and once I mean, she I like... cut her hair, I didn't like her anymore. I think it has something to do with the hair. I, I don't think so, buddy. I mean what no it doesn't Why doesn't she just grow her hair out? It doesn't have to do, do with that. I'm just joking. I know she actually her hair is long in this, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's but long no, in every it's movie like, besides H two O. No, in Halloween two, it's it's a, a wig. Yeah, but it's still like you're seeing her with long hair. Yeah, but I know it's fake. I could tell. I didn't know it was fake for years, and then I realized I can't believe I didn't know that was fake. For yeah, years. it's not the greatest wig, honestly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like, I feel like, in my opinion, that like people are not watching it the right way. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's like I think people have all the, it's imp- it's and I get it. It's really hard to ignore the fact that we are conditioned to think of Michael a certain way, but in this film, in this series, it. And, and and that was my problem with 18 is that it's like you're treating Michael as if he did all this stuff for all these years. But really, all he did was kill like four people one night. And it's like, you know, like that happens sometimes. And it's not like there that, that like there's people who who have done that and aren't notorious at all. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like one of those things like where it's like, I mean, yeah, the circumstances might have added some cool legend to it in your hometown. Like, oh, he wore a Halloween mask and it was done on Halloween. Cool urban legend type shit. But um, it's not like he he died seven times and he got brought back and he killed like 40 people on several different Halloween nights throughout several different years. Because then you look at Michael as in different, right? You take one guy who killed four people on Halloween versus one guy who killed, you know, four people in Halloween one killed an entire hospital worth of people in Halloween two, then killed an entire town's worth of people in Halloween four and then killed more people in Halloween five a year later. And then killed more people. Like, I mean, Halloween six and H2O. Like when you take all that, it's like, yeah, that dude is like something to be afraid of. Like what the hell, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you, he killed people on multiple Halloween nights throughout history. But like when it's just this one instance, technically it's two because he did kill his sister the first time. And then 15 years later he broke out. So that does add a little bit more to it. But in reality, nobody's going to be scared of some 70 year old dude who broke out of jail. Yes. And the whole uh, mob thing, I didn't. I didn't think it was great. Like the evil dies at night is a little cringy. Was it you cringing too at that? Yeah, it's. It just gets to be a little much. Yeah, evil dies tonight. Yeah, it was a little too too much. But uh, and it's it's also just funny because you already know there's another movie coming, so it's like it feels yeah. wrong in this film. Um, um, but I love the opening, the firefighters and stuff. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah, the opening in this one is way better than the 2018 one because it's actually oh, a real opening. Oh man, that that ending is rough. I still I think 2018 is like damn near at the bottom of the franchise for me. While this one's like in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I see people's problems with this one and stuff, but I just I don't know. I had I just ended up having a lot of fun with it. I like that they bring all the characters back. I think it's funny they bring back Marion Chambers and then she ends up getting killed and it's just funny because they bring her back way. in eight. Like in a similar way that the first film opened. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's funny because she's brought back in H2O as well and also murdered at the beginning. Yeah. So it's like she's been murdered twice by Look, Michael Myers. people call that fan service and fan service has negative connotations. Fuck that. Fan service me all day. This Reference is what stuff I wanted... That- 
out of the 2018 version and、yeah. did not really get enough of. This is like when I wanted all these characters back. Now, by the end of the movie, and you know, just go watch it if you haven't already, but basically by the end, everyone winds up dead. And I kind of don't like that because I'm like, okay, you brought back all these characters just to like kill them all in this one movie. So I kind of. What? I don't, mind it. I don't mind it. You don't mind it? Like Tommy and Lindsay, like all of them are just fucking like destroyed. Not Lindsay. I'm spoiling everything. Okay, dude, like I said, go fucking watch it. I carefully spoke the entire time for you to only come in and spoil it right at the end. Okay, if you haven't seen it yet, you're stupid. <laughs> um, but no, the.、Um, no, I didn't mind that so much. I, I feel like. I guess that's kind of the problem a little bit, is it did feel like they were just put in the movie to not really have much substance.、Um, but I kind of like the ending. And I'm really curious to see where it goes with this Michael in his room thing. That was probably the most intriguing aspect of the movie because it added some level of mystery that I think is probably going to be explained in the next one. Yeah. So, interested in that. Listen, they should make a. If they're gonna finish this one, they should make one that takes place in Smith's Grove Sanitarium during a attempted escape of Michael where he kills some people and set it entirely in that sanitarium. I think that could be cool. Yeah, sure, it wasn't mentioned <laughs> in any of the other films, but I thought that that would be kind of a cool. Something way different, right? Because you look at all the Halloweens, it's like kind of the same, right? Like Halloween 1, Halloween 2, 4, 5, 6. They add in like a lot of like culty stuff, but it's still like the same setting. It's in a town. Halloween 7 is the only one that's really fish out of water, where it's like this one's set in a Scream movie. And then Resurrection is a little bit different too. And that's why I think I might like Resurrection a little bit more if I rewatched it. Because it's like, well, at least they were trying something different. Yeah. But like, why not set, why not like remove it from like the town of Haddonfield? Well, they did that in H2, I guess. Yeah. You didn't even laugh at my funny joke. What joke? I said they set that one in a Scream film. Yeah, that wasn't that funny. Dude, whatever. Anyway, what do you rate it? I gave it an 8. I gave it an 8 as well, because here's the thing. I went into this film, I expected it to suck. I really did. I, I did not like 18. I liked it when I first seen 18, and after watching it again and again and again, my rating kept going down, and now I legitimately like, don't like the movie.、Um, Halloween Kills, I had a lot of fun. And. Like that fan service stuff, like I was saying, it, it has a negative connotation. Not to me. If you're going to reference things that only fans pick up, I love that stuff. I want more of that. I don't know why it's a negative. Yes, me neither. Me neither. All right.、Uh, a couple of、uh, quick ones here. We watched Antlers and Dune.、Um, Antlers. I didn't really care for. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all you're going to say? Um, 
Well, see, I saw Derek say the other day that it's like has like such a great um, allegory for substance abuse and monsters, and I'm like, I wouldn't say great. I mean, yeah, the dude was a junkie and turned into a monster. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, there wasn't like more to it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't get much out of that film. I, I liked it, but it just. I liked it too. I, I, I love the creature effects. I love the dreary, almost like ring look to the film. Um, I thought the acting was actually pretty solid. Um, mm. I just, I just didn't, I wasn't really that interested in this Wendigo story. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. It's just a very simple story line, I feel. And then it kind of all just wraps up really fast at the end, which I didn't really like. Yeah, speaking of which, um, Candyman did that too. Just kind of was done. Yeah, I got, yeah, it did. I kind of forgot about that, but yeah, it does. All right, and Dune was this massive, awesome sci-fi epic that was kind of boring. Um, there was a lot of, I expected like more, like cool, like stuff. And it was a lot of talking. No, it was and... just a lot of walking through sand <laughs> and then it coming up saying, now we're going to walk through sand in this town. I don't, I freaking hate these movies. I hate that everyone pretends they're good just because they're like big and epic. They're not that good. They're all the same movie. You know you they gotta, are. You got to admit though, the soundtrack was freaking awesome. I don't even, it was okay, I guess. It was one of the best. It was the best of the year, probably. I don't pay attention to soundtracks. Oh, dude, it was amazing. I don't know how you didn't pay... I don't pay attention that much, but it was... Well, freaking the next movie we're going to talk about has a great soundtrack, too. Um, but, yeah, Dune, um, I expected a little bit more out of it, honestly. I did enjoy it. It was a little bit long. Um, I started dozing off a little bit, but I stayed awake. I was trying to, but I couldn't because there were too many people in the theater to go to sleep. It was freaking packed. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay, and uh, I gave Antlers a 7, and I gave Dune a 7. I think I gave both of them a 6. Okay. Um, and the last film that we're going to talk about today is Last Night in Soho, directed by... Do you know who directed this film, kid? Did you call me a kid? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. You're a kid. No, I'm not. But no, I don't know who directed it. Um, Edgar Wright. You know who that is, kid? Oh, yeah, I did. Shut up, dude! No, I I mean, I know he's done other movies. I don't remember which ones. Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Yeah, he's done the the Neapolitan... Okay, the Neapolitan stupid... The World Trilogy. (laughs) The Ice Cream Trilogy. Coronado Trilogy. The Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy. It's an ice cream trilogy. It's I. I'm not a huge fan. I lo- I really like Hot Fuzz. I think Shaun of the Dead's okay. Um, this is d- way different than the other films I've seen by him. Yeah. So uh, this film follows. I'm gonna read the letterbox synopsis. A young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter 1960s, where she encounters her idol. A dazzling wannabe singer, 
But 1960s London is not what it seems, and the time seems to be falling apart with shady consequences. Starring the one, the only, my girlfriend, Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? No. Go on. Also starring Thomason McKenzie, which, cool little fact, Anya Taylor-Joy played a character named Thomason. Yeah, which I said 300 times in the theater, and for some reason you just didn't understand what I was trying to say. Uh, she plays the character of Eloise Turner. I think both of these girls are really awesome in this movie. Uh, labeled as horror thriller drama mystery. Um, so this movie, when I first seen it, I was liking it. I started to not like it because of something that was happening. I felt like it was too basic for a movie that wasn't. And then by the end of it, I was like, that was good. But then as days went by and hours went by and thoughts went by, I was like, I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this one. I thought the trailer looked really cool and it did not disappoint. Um, I do agree. Like this one has a memorable soundtrack and I really enjoyed that it's it's a very beautiful film uh very colorful and just vibrant movie i like the lead girl i think she's very likable i like the storyline of her you know kind of drifting off and seeing these the scenery every night almost wish she got some more of that the only thing that i did not really like was there's like a relationship thing going on in the move my thunder yeah, they pretty much, yeah, because you stole all of mine throughout this whole podcast. Um, but there was this relationship that kind of just sucks and it never gets less sucky. Why but I don't want to suck. Because the guy is lame and he's weird and lame and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't become a hero at all towards the end. I don't want to spoil it since apparently I well, spoiled it. Well, I think the point is, is that she's the lead character. But here's why I don't like it, right? Because I got a little bit deeper opinion on it so this movie is so cool and unique and different it doesn't play by the standard formula throughout the entire movie everything is really unique about it there's nothing paint by numbers this love interest feels like it was inserted by a studio head that said hey we gotta have this chick being we gotta have something we gotta have a love interest here we gotta have a tag along a partner somebody to help her through her journey and it can't just be a friend or something it has to be a love interest like we need something for because hey audiences like love interests we got to put this love interest in here now it could be wrong and it could have been edgar wright's idea from the beginning but i just felt like it was too basic for this movie everything else in this movie was unique and cool and memorable and then this guy is just bland and boring and basic and just there to be a love interest. He doesn't really do much. He kind of, he has some funny witty stuff with her little banter at the beginning. I do like that, but that could have been anybody. It could have been a classmate. And the fact that we focus on this love interest for no real reason other than to have a love interest, he's not really essential to the plot. You could really do, you could, write any number of things to replace him and by the end of the film he's extra useless and i just felt like 
for a movie that was this good to to have this standard basic bullshit that you see in every movie the love interest it just kind of annoyed me because i'm like every if could you if imagine if this movie didn't have the love interest right and it was just this girl and the story was about her and anya that I'm, to me would have been so much cooler i mean there's one there is one scene in the movie that like i could see why they put him in there to kind of give this big reveal of something that happened to anya's character but other than that he's pretty like he doesn't he's not very helpful he's dead weight at the end but i i kind of feel like they only put him in there for that one scene in which you got up and went to the bathroom during anyway so did i really I, I, well i can't give it away because then i'll be spoiling but yeah i'm you, pretty sure he wasn't needed for that scene either um oh i know what you're talking about you didn't really need that I mean, it's just to, like, make it, I guess, more vivid and kind of jog it into her head. Put it in the ether, I feel. Okay. I mean, that's a fair thing. I I'm not I'm not defending this guy. He that. sucks. I'm just saying that's... I feel like that's, like, their reason why they kind of threw well, him I didn't face. even hate him so much. I hated him. I thought he was just annoying. He wasn't... He was just weird. I, like, I didn't... He wasn't even someone I would be attracted to. Like, just go away. Go work on your fashion or whatever you do take your pop somewhere else i don't know dude what <laughs> what you gotta be rude to the kid uh, he's not a kid he's like my, probably older than me in real life <laughs> um but i loved the beginning of this movie the set design the i mean the costumes the the locations like everything like i don't know much about soho or like 1960s london but it reminds me of classic hollywood but with a different spin you know what i mean and i loved it dude it just it was magical like i i could see why she wanted to be there why she was obsessed with that era and i there's something about like old like glamour like we got a little bit of it in Cruella earlier this year which we both really loved i kind of sort of got the same vibe from it like that that fashion of the 60s or whatever i like that man it it, it has like a flair and a pizzazz to it that makes me like sort of appreciate it you know what i mean there's a um a zombies map that is kind of like that that I really like from Black Ops 3. Um, but I thought that, like, the story, I thought it was going in a generic territory, but then it spun into a cool territory. And I thought that every, everything was the colors, the lighting, the um, acting, the story. I, I, I mean, this is a top contender for me for best of the year right now. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. It was one of my better theater experiences of the year, I would say. No fucking shit. What? This kid, the kid in the movie, the one that you don't like, Michael Ajayo. Uh-huh. He was in Attack the Block, which I love. I've never seen that, so that is not relevant to me. 
Yeah, I'm trying to see who he played, though. Mayhem. I don't remember who that is. Um, very good movie, though. I, I mean, I, I think that everybody should check it out. If it's still playing in theaters, definitely go see it in the theater. It's one you want to see on the big screen. Um, we got to see it in Dolby, which is probably the best way to see it around here. Nice big screen, great sound system. Um, love the soundtrack. There's lots of classic music played in the song, in the movie. Yes. Anything else on that? Um, no, I don't think so, but definitely go check it out. You know what's crazy, buddy? What? So, we just recorded a pod. Mm -hmm. I was there, you were there, we talked. Barely. Mm -hmm. What? I, I was barely there? No, I was barely there, but go oh, on. Oh, well, why? Because, is this about your bad letterbox rating skills? No, it's about me getting cut off and told that I am uh, spoiling Halloween Kills and then <laughs> not getting to say any of my opinions on it because you pay basically took over the whole review. And then you were mad because I tried to talk about Last Night in Soho, so then you tried to make me look bad when I insulted that kid. So that's what it's Why about. did I try to make you look bad? You're like, you don't have to mean to the kid. <laughs> well, you're like, he's ugly, he's horrible, he's fat. I didn't say he was fat. <laughs> I was saying uh, he was annoying. Yeah, he was a little annoying. Um, I usually hate love interests. Not gonna lie, I just think that they're they're just too simple, man. It's just they're in every movie, you know. Yeah. Like in Halloween Kills, like I don't care about that chick's love interest. What the Allison? The douchey for, dude from the first one. Yeah, I think that's... I think it's, like, fun. He's, like, hated in the first one, and they try to bring him back as, like, one of the heroes in this one. And it's like, oh, just forget I threw your phone in Pudding, and we shall go fight Michael Myers together. Yeah. Anyway, yes. um, I think that's gonna wrap it up. I'm actually surprised this was only about an hour and a half. It well, what were you gonna really say about long. the pod? We both did a pod. Yeah, I was gonna say we both did a pod. And it was only an hour and a half, but it felt like we did a lot of stuff, and it feels like it was like four hours. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> Are you <laughs> trying to say that I am annoying? Yes. Why? Because, buddy, you always make me feel indifferent on the pod. Indifferent? That would yes. mean that you feel different from me. No, you're trying to make me feel indifferent of myself don't think that makes sense. I think you're looking for a different word. No, I am not. I'm trying to say you make me feel like a fucking idiot, really. Yes. Well, buddy, what can I say? I am intelligent. I am smart. I am sophisticated. I am a man amongst children, a G amongst non-Gs. I am pretty much awesome. And you're you. So what do you expect? Nothing, I guess. Exactly. So, uh, with that said, um, what do you want to do next? I'm thinking, now I know that we, me and you, mm -hmm. don't, like we had another podcast called Netflix and Chill. I think it's probably time to accept that that's never coming back. Yeah, I accepted that like two years ago. But the reason why is not that 
we don't want to do it because I like having that show for streaming. The thing is, is there's never going to be a time while we're both working these jobs that we're ever going to have a chance to record two podcasts. Yes. So I'm suggesting that we drop the chill and the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Actually, I meant we're drop the chill and take the Netflix into this show. All right, so his so, and hers Netflix. No, no, no. We're just Got still it. his and hers movie podcast, but... I shall write that down. We can cover streaming stuff is what I'm saying. Yes, buddy. I think that's just what everyone was kind of saying we should do all along anyway. Yes. So, um, I don't think there's another movie coming out soon. I think the next movie is... Um, Ghostbusters? What'd you say? I said spit it out, John. Oh. Is it Ghostbusters? What is the other horror movie coming out in November? Um, trying to think of movies that we saw trailers for. But I cannot. There's Ghostbusters. Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. That That comes out Thanksgiving weekend. Um, And then the week before is Ghostbusters. So uh, we'll either do one of those. And then, man, isn't it crazy that I think those are like the last. The last horror releases of the year. I don't think there's one in December. I don't think. Really? Like in theatrical. So I, th- I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's not. So we'll either do one. Well, we'll definitely do. We'll definitely talk about both of those on the pod at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not seeing any other because the Matrix comes out. We can go see that. No. I've never seen the original. Buddy, I don't ever want to watch a movie again that's not horror in the theater. You turned me <laughs> off so bad with that Dune experience. I was completely miserable the whole time. That was the worst time I've ever had in the theater. And we saw that because you wanted to see it. I'm just throwing that out there right now. All right. So here's what's out there right now. We got Dune. I mean, not Dune. No. Um, we got Paranormal Activity next to Ken. We got VHS 94. Yeah. Uh, which I know both of us haven't seen yet. Um, I think uh, maybe Titan is ready for um, uh, rent. Titan. Hmm? Titan. What's that? Titan. Titan, buddy. Titan. One. Yeah, that's available for rent now. So we got that one. Um. There's some stuff out there, so we'll we'll pick something, we'll check it out, and then we'll come back with another episode. Pod. Yeah. Pod, because we didn't pod paid. Yes. All right. So with that said, we will talk to you later, and peace out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
You know, buddy, you like potting with me. I'm the best podcaster in the world. Why don't you show me some respect? I think I need to make a solo cast where I can get all my feelings out. Why? Why didn't you get out? I just feel like you commandeer a lot of the conversation sometimes. Sometimes you commandeer the whole conversation. I do, but don't you think I did pretty good? Yeah, but like I think people would like to know my opinion too sometimes. Yeah, buddy, but you gotta get better at being like me. I can't because you say everything, <laughs> and then I don't get to say any of the stuff. Like I don't. You, then you're like, "Yo, you stole my thunder!" Like, come on, dude! I didn't have any thunder this whole show. Barely any lightning either. <laughs> why? Because. Because why? Because you talk the whole time, and then I, I think, then you pause for 20 seconds, but then on second 21, when I go to say something, you start talking again. Because I think the coast is clear, and then you just keep going. Ugh. Like, you can hear me throughout the episode, like, sigh inwardly. Why? Because I'm mad, because I tried to interject, and I never get the chance to. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Multiple times. Must not have been that important then. Yeah, it was. It was probably about different stuff. Are you calling me a mic hog? Yeah. That's not fair. Why? I figured I would just help you out. You're not help. You're not letting me have a chance. <laughs>